Here's my secret, or I'm going to tell you. 18-year-old Tom Simons is one of the most popular people on the internet. Everyone gets one chance at life, at school, at everything. Most people get no chance at YouTube. While still in high school, he experienced a meteoric rise thanks to his role in the Dream SMP Minecraft server. We are playing on Dreams SMP. Which has grown an intense fandom similar to that of the Beatles or BTS. Now, Tommy has funneled that fandom towards his own stories, which he tells through Minecraft on his channel of over 11 million subscribers. We sat down to talk about his rapid growth and his struggle with identity on the internet. Man, I'm not like confident. I didn't plan any of it. We discuss his appearance on Logan Paul's podcast. That interview was hard. This is really socially challenging. And cover his thoughts on the future of YouTube. Guys, so, what's happening? Tom. What's happening? Uh, Tom, Tom, Tom. <laughs> How are we? Good. We're great. How are you? I'm always better. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question for you. Are you living your dream right now? Like, are, is this Whoa. is this your dream? He's, he's yeah. talking to us. Yeah. Is this a dream? in this moment? Oh, just to meet you. <laughs> well, yeah, it's some dream. Yeah. No. Yes. I, yeah. Of course. Yes. Be, yeah. I am. I'm very much living my dream. This and is pretty exciting. Where did the dream come from? Like, when did it start? I sort of. So I did Twitch for about like two sort of a year, um, and I remember um, I watched this guy called Original Ace, and he did like a comedy Minecraft video, and it was like a skit, and it was really funny, and I was like, this can be funny. Mm. Like, why am I streaming? This is awesome. Uh, and so that was when I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. I heard you describe Minecraft as a canvas for comedy. Could yes. you explain that a little bit for I someone who maybe doesn't even really I know what Minecraft can. is? Yeah, so I, you know, all this stuff costs like money and lots of time and it like takes quite a lot to get here. Uh, but Minecraft is, it sort of replicates that dynamic of being with your friends and having fun. And it takes not very long to, you know, you can do a two hour recording and then go, that wasn't great. We can reshoot that like next week. And that's perfect. Mm. And if you view it more as a canvas to paint like anything on, because there's so many different ways you can do Minecraft, immediately opens up to being a billion more different things, you know. Especially because like, of the scale of people who play Minecraft and are familiar yeah, it's, it's with the Minecraft. most popular game. Yeah. So it was that combination of, of Minecraft, which you were already interested in, but yeah. then also comedy that sort of made you understand, okay, that's the type of content I want to make. I, I'm curious for you, like, where does comedy come into play as a kid? Did you, was there a moment where you started to understand that you enjoyed comedy, watched other comedians? Yeah. I mean, every night before bed, I'd watch like a 20 minute sitcom with my parents since I was like eight, uh, whether I should have been or not. Um, but like, so it's just always been like a part of my life. I didn't think about it very much when I was starting YouTube, but it was just because, you know, uh, innovation is just plagiarism with style. And it was just mm. like all of my favorite YouTubers were funny. So I just made jokes and my parents make jokes and my friends make jokes like, why wouldn't you? That is the best. Then sort of as I was doing that, came more of like a sort of talent that like I noticed later on, like people being like, oh, he's funny. And I was like, huh, oh yeah. <laughs> I've always been loud, Colin. Okay. I've always been shouting, <laughs> okay. I've always been loud. So it wasn't like a huge, like, oh no, I'm putting myself out there. It was like, nice, let's be a dickhead, but now in front of people and not. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. When did you start to realize that YouTube was something that was like picking up? Because when COVID started, you were at like 100,000, yeah. 180,000 subscribers. 110K. 110K. Like yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Does that... Oh. Just imagine you spraying. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I know a lot of that growth was from the Dream SMP. I think for us, having done a video about Carl Jacobs joining the Dream SMP, yeah. like the way we internalized it is that it's kind of like joining the Marvel Universe in a way. Acceptance into it can totally blow up your career and the fandom around I think you. for us, it was like making the first Iron Man film. Because I think Carl joined a bit later on, but we, like, the Dream SMP very accidentally started. Uh, and that was sort of just this, like, Minecraft server. They're just, like, Dream and George and his mates played. And it was, like, fine. It was just, like, any Minecraft server you'd have with your mates. And they just wanted a, like, bit of an outlet to stream. I asked him to be in, and originally he was like, like, nah, sorry, it's just for, like, my close pals. Then I think he sort of saw the element of chaos and story it might bring. So I joined and then it became quite a lot more for a few weeks and it was quite a lot more like, oh shit. Can I swear? Yeah, I can swear. You can definitely swear. Thank this you. is an X-rated show. <laughs> <laughs> now, now there's some action, some drama going and then Wilbur joined um, and that was when it became quite a lot more like sophisticated and literary and that sort of blossomed the idea of 
like he can have almost like a theatrical story in a server. Because mm. people had done that before, but it wasn't to this degree of sort of political and based off Hamilton, which had just released on Disney. So it was like, you know, everyone was sort of very fresh in everyone's mind. And people were like playing very close to versions of themselves. They weren't very far away. So Dream, who put it together, you said, saw that you had an element of like chaos. Yeah, he you. was hesitant to add me because he knew I'd just be a dickhead. Because <laughs> I just like going on and doing things that are quite funny. What type of things were you doing at that time? Well, the first time I logged on, I logged on, killed people, stopped blowing shit up, stole bits of things, and then pretended I didn't. But, but bear in mind the day before, they were building a house together and reading donations. Then I joined, I'm yeah. fucking stealing and griefing and like swearing at people. Okay. <laughs> so it was just very suddenly like... Chaotic. Different, but yeah, chaos. Yes, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> it's much funnier than that. That yeah. sounds like a lot more fun to watch, though. Yeah, yeah. And yeah that's, that's sort of when the SP started. Got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so no, it was you. It was all you. Essentially, I am the catalyst of Minecraft. <laughs> I'm the best. Um, I have lots of women and no soul. <laughs> yeah, I find it interesting that the, the members of the Dream SMP, like, yes, you're able to use Minecraft as a canvas to tell stories and you know bring out your personalities there but actually the dream smp has become a platform for people building massive audience that doesn't yeah. have to do mm -hmm. with minecraft right totally. like, so when did you decide that as like the smp was taking off you brought a lot to it you know you're at a hundred some odd thousand subscribers when does that turn into an opportunity for you to make more youtube content make vlogs show your personality more i think some people are really calculated you know i think mr beast dream really good at like predicting what's going to blow up and then doing it and 90% of the time it, it does you know um, I'm not I'm not very calculated I don't think I could do a 30 day thing that Ryan Dryon's doing but what I think I am really good at is throwing shit out there because I find it funny and cool and the set like when it sticks when it like is clear that you know it's received well and I enjoy it I can expand on it like really well. So I think the thing, you know, my first vlog, I just went to go meet Wilbur. I didn't even, I didn't plan any of it. Um, and I was like, I'll just film a bit of it. And then I went, oh, I like that. And then it was like my most sort of successful video. So I went, oh, all right. And I remember, you know, my parents didn't enjoy any of my Minecraft stuff, but they get my real life stuff. So I was mm. like, oh, this is, this is different and bigger than that. You're pulling the camera out to film things that you're excited about yeah and you're, you mm -hmm. might not i mean i'm curious you can answer this question it was like were you thinking about what's going to work versus what you wanted to film and how much did that play into what you were filming generally like i make things for me because i love making videos i think you know if i wasn't getting paid to do it i'd pay to do it like i would i'd love it uh I, i've started reading by the way a a book of filmmakers quotes oh wow yesterday Wait, look is at it you. called the filmmaker says Yes. I have so, that book. Yeah, Great now book. I've got, I read it all yesterday yeah. and now I've just only been quoting it. So I'm just well, like, you know. Hit us. Hit us. Yeah. Um, oh, well, I just hit you. I just, also, hit, I just okay, hit you. That's fine. It was already better than I expected. <laughs> I expected that you were actually going to stop at, I've, start, I've started reading books. I've started, uh, I'm actually going to say, oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, that's what, cool. what yeah, is I, it? why are these screens not moving? <laughs> I have one from that book that I yeah. really liked. It was, uh, well, I don't remember the exact one. Oh my one. God. Don't, don't like fuck them, fuck them all. <laughs> this is terrible. This is great. That's a great one. <laughs> fuck them, fuck them all. Which one but, was um, Actual quote from the book. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. There, there's another one that says, um, making movies isn't hard. Figuring out what to make a movie about is hard. Yeah. That's a great quote. That's good. Yeah. Because I think that's, that is true. Totally. Yeah. You know. Anyway, ev everyone who's watching this yeah. hopefully has a camera. Right. But no, not everyone's making stuff, you know? Right. What was sort of the inflection point for you that caused you to go all in on this? I remember I was in my friend Schlatt's Patreon Discord, and he's now my mate, but he was my all-time favorite YouTuber. He's my inspiration. He's great. And I joined that, and I, like, linked him one of my videos in his little little secret Discord chat he had um, for, like, people who are paying lots of money. And I was like, please, will you tell me what you thought of my video? And then um, he replied, going, yeah, this is, like, this is really funny, mate. I thought, like, this, thought maybe change that. Um, that was especially powerful but like you've like you're on your way, mate. And it, bearing in mind, this is my all-time inspiration, the biggest hero in my entire life at this point. Being like, um, aside from my dad, of course. Um, he's not listening. He's um, not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, him saying, you know, like right, mate. Like he he said this quote: "Everyone gets one chance at life, at school, at everything. Most people get no chance at YouTube." So, you know, school is important. Don't mm. fuck up. But, like, 
this is a priority. This is awesome. And I remember that from my hero at the time yeah. being like, you're good, man. Keep at it because this is good. That I remember like, oh, hmm. yeah. So that was. Uh, That's really cool. That's an you. important thing to happen. That you was, know? yeah. Is it odd that this all happened so fast and at such a young age? Does that, like, yeah. does achieving something like this feel strange at this age? Does it yes. almost feel like you, like, won a video game too early? Here's my secret. Or I'm going to tell you. Everything feels strange. <laughs> and it's awesome. And it is freaky and weird, but it's also absolutely awesome. I'm very grateful for all of it. So, you know, rather than... You know, I get I get overwhelmed at times, yeah. quite often. But sort of remembering, it's fucking awesome. Let's go make something. Right, yeah, is cool. So you went in 2021. You're you, you went from four million subscribers to 10 million. Yep, that's a pretty big jump, right? And that's even <laughs> even a bigger jump from what you said before. Yeah. You know, quarantine. You were you were in the hundred thousand range. So all of that. Did it feel like pressure was building at that time to post, or did you feel it was, it was actually the biggest thing I remember from it is every uh, every week, me and my mum and dad would take the dogs out to this park, and like, like once a month, I'd be like, "Oh, mum, I'm five million now." She'd be like, oh, "All right, nice, that's great." <laughs> oh, I'm six mil now, mum. Oh, well done, Tom. That's great. Seven now. You're all right. <laughs> Just kind of that, like once a week, which is always pretty funny. But it's still like, that's great, Tom. Go pick up the dog, and I'd be like, "Mum, I, I don't want to do this, mum." She'd be like tough shit and I'd be right. like it's fair <laughs> and it was really weird because as all of this went up and there's money and all of that was like whoa and no, numbers for me it was just subscribers because no, like no matter what happened you know even when I and I still do now even though I live by myself but like more so then everything was going up but for me like my life was I was still being me then I was going to college then it was so all of that was going up but I didn't I still had like my four pound meal deal in the park. It is interesting that like, because of your age and where you were in life as this explosive growth is happening, like your life isn't changing that much. Really, I've been really fortunate enough to just really like how I've grown up and really like, like what I'm living like yeah. and how it is. As your business is picking up though, and you're getting more popular, where is the money coming from? Is it a mix of subscriptions on Twitch, YouTube AdSense. Are you doing brand deals? Um, it has been primarily YouTube, Twitch, and then merchandise. That was the last thing. Like YouTube's and merchandise. You don't do many brand deals? No, I think I've done two. Is there, is there, is, is there a reason I for that? I thought you loved brands. So. Uh, oh, I love brands so much. I love you, brands. Please marry me. Um, but no, I've like... I don't know. It's just like, I, I viewed it as a, I mean, I had a bit where I was, and I've, I've stopped this now because I had some stern talking to, I had a bit where I was so like, I don't do this for money that I just started putting copyrighted music in my videos. Cause right. I was like, you know, don't do. And it's not cause I sold out. I was like, fuck, this is not worth it. This is very diminishing returns. Right. Yeah. I had a video that got like 60 million views that I was like, I'm going to use the ABBA soundtrack in. And now I'm like, I could have just used an yeah. equally good yeah. Mario song, yeah, yeah. but you know, you, you live and you learn. You've talked about having a team. Yep. You know, you have editors, you have an office. How, when did this like become a business and who is helping you make this a business? Yeah, so most of it's, so from the business end, it is, I think my PayPal got locked. Is that yeah. what started it all? Because uh, I went, <laughs> oh dad, can't I assess my money? And he was like, what money? And then he was like, oh my God. <laughs> um, so that was, I think that started that. And he had to like contact PayPal being like, no, I, no, this is, I, this is my son. Uh, so YouTube and a bit like that. Um, yeah. And then I think he was sort of a bit taken aback. I got into a bit of trouble because me and my friend Toby Turbo did a video where we like slagged off a Minecraft server and they were like, can't do that. I was like, yeah, I can. Then I had to tell my dad and he was like, oh no, you can't do that. But, but why do they actually care Oh, wait, oh, no, they care because you have quite a lot of people looking. And then from then on, me and my dad would have these little meetings in his little office in my house where I'd be like, right, don't buy a Lamborghini, please. Right. It's your money. You can do what you want, but I would recommend. They're like, do you have editors? Like, yeah, PayPal and them. Right. Do you know what an invoice is? No. Okay, well, how are we going to pay taxes? What taxes, dad? Yeah. Kind of right, like, right, like a right. lot of that for like eight months. Right. Uh, and then sort of when I hit like a million, we had lots of calls with like all the agencies being like, yeah, dude. And me yeah. and my dad were like, <laughs> sort of after that, we were like, oh, let's just do ourselves. Um, so we just sort of, me and my dad, and we have a producer called Russ, who mm -hmm. I met because he was at my college. 
he was um he was like when you did the covid stuff he like ran that but he's also like he had to fill in for someone and then he um so he like taught me at college invertedly and also when i did work experience two years prior he was like my boss for that and so that was like oh yeah we know russ which is cool so that was cool i worked with russ lots he's, he's brilliant the biggest thing i have is an editing team that's sort of what i have an editing team and a minecraft team and i have minecraft team we have two guys one guy mainly called Vinny. Vinny, are you are you, is this what you want to hear about? Yep. My okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Specifically Vinny. Cool. Oh, yeah, Vinny yeah. is the coolest person <laughs> in it. the world. I Vinny is the fucking best. <laughs> um, Vinny, don't leave me for Mr. Beast. But Vinny is like, he, um, he fucking, I'll be like, Vinny, could we have like a, like a thousand players on a server like tomorrow? He'd be like, yep, cool. Sounds great. Oh, that's interesting. So, so he's he, like a Minecraft producer, meaning when you need situations to exist in Minecraft, yeah, yeah, he will he, create he them, situations. He creates a server. So it's he, producer part developer though too, right? He's like developer, he's yeah. But also yeah. sort of the producer. Well, we have then like builders in Minecraft that Got we like to use for. And then I have my editing team. So I've worked with Larry for, since I had like 100K and I pay him $30 or $35 an edit. Um, and he would just go, I don't pay him that now. Please don't pay him. <laughs> uh, and like, he'd just go and like uh, highlight it down. And he did one for me. My first, I worked with a few editors uh, and I had big troubles with like due dates, people getting shit back to me. I was like, oh, I just want like someone who's good. Then he got it back on time and it was better than I could edit. And I was like, ah, mm. this is cool. I, I just saved, you just saved a day of my time and did it better than me. And then I have um, Elodie who does like sort of more of my vlogs. And those are two people. You know, I think working on sort of these more long form projects, like a book and a live show, has given me the perspective of like, YouTube doesn't need to be perfect, you know, like, I don't need to hyperfixate on every subtitle and if that Animal Crossing song's better than another one and instead focus on, you know, being like SNL, getting comedy out like once a week, once every other week. Um, so mm. I'm sort of going back into that now because I think that makes more sense and that's what Dream's been telling me to do for like a year. Um, but looping back around, we were like, huh, we could do with a few more people because I started doing these mega edits, like 100 POVs because we um yeah. 100 two-hour-long footage. God bless you, Larry. Um and we went, huh, we need more editors. That's what we did. I'm very proud of this. Um, and uh, no one could take these editors, YouTubers. One of the things I do, which is a risk, but I think it is worth it, is just always publicly credit my editors because it's like they're the ones who make it yeah. all happen. Mm -hmm. But I had a few times where I publicly credited people and then all these other bigger YouTubers with more money are like, I want you. Right. And so I've had a few get poached. So, But now I'm like, all right, so anyway, what we did was, Tweet out this form, being like really sort of judicious Google form, being like, right, if you want to edit for me, here's what you need to do. Here's what it's going to take. Like, you know, you have to really have a good sense of comedy. You have to, you know, really get pacing. You have to get jokes. And then we did that. We left that for a week, and we had about 600 people apply. And then Larry watched through those 600 people and narrowed it down to 50 who were really good. Um, and the last one we did was less of like a judicious Google Forms, so ask less questions, and we had like 2,000 applicants. And we got maybe like 10 people from that. But this time a year later, we went, right, no. So, mate, so we made the Google Form really, is this interesting? Is this what yes. you're going to hear about? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. You've never been able to talk about Google Forms. Yeah. No, I'm in. I'm so in. People will not in. pretend yeah. to be yeah. interested in what I'm saying. Application <laughs> so, yeah. process. Um, so they all, they all sent it in. And that, yeah, I've never had someone listen with this much intent about <laughs> Google <laughs> Forms. This is, this, yeah. is, this is heaven. <laughs> uh, we got that down to like, I think it was 50 applicants. And then those 50 we went through and we wrote down like what they did best, what they did least good. And then we got all of them to do, we paid them all to do like their own individual edit of like a 60 second clip of my video. We gave them all the footage all the music. Uh, and then all of those were like really good. Then what we did after that, this is where we get a little bit meta, is we, um, we wrote down what their highlight was. So we wrote down, right, are they, um, you know, like this person was really good with the music and then we were like good with the assembly and stuff, but they were really good with the music. This person's really good with the comedic timing. This person's really good with the, um, like the subtitle effects. So we already have, we have Larry, Elodie, and then like a plethora of subtitlers who would like type it because mm. um, you can't do that fast. So sometimes we'd split that between like Larry and another person and then they do like five minutes each. One time on a video, I did two minutes, which was like hell. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, you, you got it. Um, and then now we have it. So we have a different person for each thing. So, so sometimes we'll do an edit. Uh, so Larry would do an assembly and then he'd send it off to the music person. Then the music person sends it back to Larry. He tweaks the music and then sends it to the mm. subtitle person. The subtitle person sends it back. Then he goes through the subtitles. That is so we have like different people who are good for different bits. Um, and we have about like eight people in our little editor discord that wow. we sit and hang out mm. with. But I'm keeping those people more secretive because I know that within seconds, everyone will mm. like them. And I feel very, but like, obviously they can tweet about it. It's no like, yeah, but yeah. I like not, 
going on like yeah I mean, that's, I think that's like so a, interesting that that's like a novel concept for us that you would have different people who specialize in different <laughs> things right when in reality like in traditional entertainment of course yeah, they're like yeah, the yeah, credits yeah. are so long never would you really ask the person from like the music department to work on like set design yeah, I'm like bragging like about that. it like, yeah. like, no but so it is like it's <laughs> yeah. the first time I've ever heard a creator really actually say that yeah I think it adds so it's effort isn't it it's like YouTube, it really shows. And being able to have a person that can focus all their effort on the music and make that better and not have to worry about the rest of it. You know, they've not spent 12 hours previously doing an assembly. They're spending four hours mm. doing the music with a fresh mind. It shows. And you have, like, better music in videos. And it's and better music means jokes land more. And jokes land more just means better videos. And then it's more funny. That's Do you good. have this perspective because you were editing the videos? Yeah, I am. Um, this vlog I'm filming now, I'm going to edit. You're I've, all yeah. of my first vlogs I edited myself, the first like five right. videos on that channel. Um, actually, no, the first like I, every so often, like every few months, I'll edit a video myself. The only thing I don't do when I say that is I don't do the subtitles, like someone else always does that. Yeah, your subtitles are like, where did that style come from? Um, so Call Me Carson and Fitz did subtitles, and I really liked that. And so I had it for a while where it was just Larry, and I like had a few subtitles on the screen. And it was just, I noticed that, so we did videos early Dream SMP that had some subtitles, but not fully. And then I noticed, fuck, the jokes are funnier with the subtitles and the videos feel more colorful. You know, you can watch my videos on mute and you can watch my videos like things really good for people with, who have like concentration issues. But I just did it because it makes things more like colorful and yeah. funnier. And like each person has their own subtitle. It gives it more character. And I think that is like brilliant. But that was all very accidental. And just because I was editing and I was like, that was nice. Mm. So you're like essentially running a production company. Yeah. Somewhat. Yeah. Right. I, I is, guess. Is yeah. that management level like stressful for you at all of like managing all these different people? I'm really lucky because my dad has done stuff in the game industry and in, um, you know, like manage festivals and manage all of that. So he's very good. So all the editors and stuff I do, um, but sort of the more sort of producing side in real life, my dad's been really helpful with that. Cool. And it's not like I have one of those like Michael Jackson dads. It's like, come on, son, <laughs> you, you get in the stars, yeah. kid. Maybe but, like, he's very, very uh, clear that it's, I don't know why. I like when he plugs in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's very like, this is your money, you can do what you want. Yeah. But like, like, got it. I feel very, very lucky because all right, cool. Dad, I don't like these accountant meetings. Yeah. I don't. I did not sign up for this to do money. And he's like, I'll just do them for you. But you know, you're trusting me with your money. I was like, that's fine. Yeah, that's cool. I just want to make videos. So I've been really lucky that I've been able to like, you know, have another person that I create like trust everything in, and not you know, you're not worried mm -hmm. about this new manager that's going to screw you over. Like in every biographical film about like a pop star, they always right. have a manager that screws them over. And so far, my dad hasn't done that. That's and then <laughs> recently I've started working We're with... We're still in Act 1 of your film, though, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like uh, You know, Elton John's still in, like, the first two minutes right. of Rocketman. <laughs> but um, I have these two other managers called Elspeth and Broner, who are really cool, who um, manage Jan TDM. Cool. And they're, like, really sound. They're just fucking, cool. like, help me out with shit. Uh, sort of, but they've only been working with that. I'm still sort of finding my footing, because it's been, like, the last, like, six months we started working together. Yeah. And this is like, also new. It's all yeah, like it's all new, new right? and like, yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah. So with all these people, have you sort of reassessed what success means or what your next goal is, or is it still just concentrate on the YouTube videos? So I guess now what I find successful is making people laugh. And I love the number aspect of it. And I love this, this video game that is the algorithm and reading the published newsletter and like listening to Mr. Beast and having dream time and like 30 critiques on my new thing and being like, yes, this is awesome. Let me change all this. Like I, you know, the times I felt the most fulfilled is when someone's been like, that was really funny. That's what gets me in my soul, I think. So cool. now I love YouTube and social media and this internet bubble. But now I've spent four years doing that. and I'm really passionate about it. And now I feel like it's, you know, I haven't completed it. Like there's so much more to do, but I've done enough. Like I'm not, you know, I sort of want to rid that pressure of expectancy to keep doing more and do more because I love it and I can mm. and it's great and people will receive what I make. And that's it's so exciting. And then as well as doing that and putting in tons of effort and sort of figuring out like, okay, why am I going to tweet this? Why am I going to make a YouTube video? And it was like every time I went to do something, I was like, yeah, but why? Not because I didn't want to, but just because I didn't like, no. Am I making a TikTok because I enjoy it or because it is what I do? If it is just what I do, why not I just change what I do because I don't like need to? Yeah. Um, really aligning with that, which I'm still in the process of doing. Um, but I feel like I'm nearing the end of that. Um, and then, you know, 
going sort of dipping my feet in you know do like do i like writing a book is this fulfill how does this feel do i like doing a live show and you know like trying music or just all different fun like what is acting like trying that seeing am i passionate about it because i find when i'm passionate about something i'm really driven and can just get on with it and there's not you know anything but i think aligning with that because you know like, am i still passionate about getting millions of views or not and you know not not just pausing the treadmill but stopping it and going right let's realign i think that is yeah. are you still passionate about it yeah it's good like, I'm, I'm really passionate about making youtube videos but that's so you know that's like saying i'm really passionate about breathing like mm-hmm. actually that's really shit that's like saying i'm really i'm really passionate about like lego like what lego like do you like star wars more or the back to the future lego or do you I can only do analogies with video games or things on it or movies. Uh, I'll try one. Yeah. It's like saying you're really passionate about playing sports. Which sport? I've never played sports. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's not going to land. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but totally. Before you came right. in, we said no sports. Yeah. yeah. No yeah. sports talk. <laughs> we did say no sports talk. It is, right? Like, no, you know, what are you in? You know, yeah. Yeah. like, do you like cycling or basketball or like, you know, climbing? Like, I actually different. think that's why the term creators is almost absurd. Yeah. Because we're so different. What does that mean? Like, yeah. you know, Creating something out of clay is a creator. Like, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah, yeah. but like we're completely different from you. Ooh. Like what you make is totally different from what me what we make. Yes, we're uploading it to the same platform, but it's like, and the goals are completely different and the opportunities are completely different and the problems are completely different. Yeah. It's all different. When it gets down to it, it's not just that you like making YouTube videos, it's that you like making videos that make people laugh, right? That yeah. gives you that response yeah. back. Yeah, and the, like I know it's good, but I think still figuring that out and going, you know, one of my plans, what I'm going to do after uh, my live show. So I'm really quite busy at the moment with sort of finishing this book and then this live show, which is really nearly done. Then come July 1st, like have just like a week chilling out and then um, write down, right. Of all the things I've done, here are the things I like enjoyed the most. And then out of all the things that have done well, here are the ones that I enjoyed the most when they've done well, you know, mm. like what it's like seeing a blow up TikTok or a blow up, you know, or when my live show sold out, like what, how that felt. And then sort of go, right, like, Hey, what do I actually want to do? And sort of rearrange that so I'm not so much like can be so easily muscle memory just checking a Instagram right. post, how many likes it has. And I've I've totally really been caught in that vicious sort of bullying algorithmic cycle. Mm. Trying to stop that and go, right, you know, it's gonna make me the most happy and successful and I'll enjoy. So then I can do that and do it better because I feel like this past six months I've not um been so in touch with myself as I'd like to be. I've not been touching myself as much as I should be. How you, in your words, touch yourself more? How you, how do you get in touch? Like, I, I think... Well, it's about pleasure, isn't so it? It's about, yeah, we're getting, now we're getting into pleasure. Tom, I just want to say, like, that was a perfect mix of something that was so unbelievably genuine and powerful mixed with just perfectly timed comedy. Thank you. Well, that the thing is, I'm perfect. Right. Yeah. In all ways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, Don't worry, I'm never genuine. Okay. Don't worry. Yeah. So... <laughs> I think thank you whenever we talk with creators a lot of times when they talk about being burnt out and experiencing creator burnout it's because they hit a wall of purpose not always because like there's too mm. much that they're doing mm. um, and it sounds like that's what you went through right like you were going mm. through a period of time of every time you're posting you're thinking why am I doing this how have you been active about trying to navigate out of that place of why do I do this Back well, to this is why I do this. So I think the, w- the way I solved it at the time was I had like a lot of long chats with my dad walking around the park. I did a lot of like calling different YouTubers and a lot of chatting until, you know, I sort of came to different realizations, which was, fuck, man, I'm not like confident. Like I don't like feel, you know, mm. like I'm like good. I don't, yeah. yeah. I, I was like, fine. I don't know. And I'm like, why don't I feel like that? Is that like a British thing that no one ever compliments each other? Is that like, I just, like seriously, no yeah. one does. Yeah. Like, is that like, you know, is it like, why? And then it was sort of speaking to lots of different people. And then finally, after speaking to all these people going, right, this is fine. I've solved quite a lot of issues. I've, you know, done, done some actual things, like making that Tinder video by myself. So I right. can be like, fuck, yeah, cool. I, I can do that. That's, that's great. You know, like reminding myself. And then really having like a moment where I go, right, I've heard what Logan Paul and my dad and Wilbur and Casey Neistat and Mr. Beast and Dream and Mark Robin, all, all of these people in the world think, stop for a second, turn everything off. What do I want? Uh, and I think doing that is really uh, important because then I can go, you know, just like making things, you know, and sort of it, it's not, it's often the most simple things that can hit you going, oh shit, you know, uh, especially moving out by myself sort of recalls yeah. that burnout. Cause it's like, you know, 
I'm either hanging out with my friends or working and there's not this time where I'm just like picking up dog shit or unloading the dishwasher or on a walk with my mum. Like, I'm not just like being. Uh, and so, you know, mm. refining that, going, let's get some hobbies. It's like, you know, a quote from the book that we were talking about, right? There we go. Is, um, in the future, everyone's going to be a director. Right. Everyone's got a mobile phone. But we need someone who's going to live a real life that we can make movies about. Mm. Uh, and I found that really... I've done that really well the past year since moving out, but since I moved by myself, that's a sudden new problem of fuck, you know, I need to like live a, you know, like live a real life. Uh, yeah. And I did yeah. have a lot, you know, and sort of making some friends like real confident, like the way I met my friends being in a coffee shop and be like, they look cool. After like a month of being lonely and going up and going, hi, <laughs> do you want, do you want, and they're like, yeah, all right. And so now I've got like right. mates and that was, you know, <laughs> like, I think just try stuff and, you know, really knowing your strengths and like knowing I'm not entirely very calculated and I'm good at expanding on stuff, but I'm not like, you know, pretty able to predict stuff, but I can make things. And I think the thing I'm most proud of myself about is being able to make these sort of really high produced, really like high quality videos very frequently. Like in a two hour yeah. recording, I can record something that's really funny and then publish that and edit that really well within a week. And I can do that every week and it doesn't like take a lot out of me. It takes me, you know, two hours of recording and then like five hours of thumbnailing, adding, reviewing, post-process, which is not long to make, you know, mm -hmm. seven hours to make a video I'm really proud of. Yeah, that's not very long. And I also think if it doesn't take a lot out of you and it gives you energy, yeah. if you're excited by it, then that's like... Exactly, yeah. right? And it's, that's like, yeah, that's a I've never even thought about it. Though. I'd love to do this. This is really exciting. Well, there I'm, you I'm go. A big fan there of you go. Um, the one thing I found really interesting in your impulsive interview, uh, which was a fascinating conversation. First of all, really I actually hard. just want to ask you, like, was that, was it like a comfortable experience to no. have that interview? No. It okay. seemed I, intense. I really, genuinely really like Logan. I think he's yeah. really cool. Every time I spoke to him, he's really, he's probably weirdly one of like the funniest people I know. I wish he'd do more comedy because we, yeah. we riff so well. That interview was hard. I went in, they just came off like a fucking plane. They, uh, Logan Paul constantly has a cameraman with him, yeah. which you have to get used to. Uh, and he just starts, starts rolling. It doesn't really say hi. I'm like, hi, how are you guys? And they're like, oh, good man, let's just save it for the interview. And then I go <laughs> up there and there's all these other YouTubers and they're just fucking... I don't care. I'm, what's they're just like really sucking up to Logan. I'm just stood there like alone, like, yeah. what the fuck is that? And whenever I'm a bit panicked in a social environment, I just start filming because I'm like, you know, yeah, you can take sure. things seriously or you can just make them funny. So I just start making funny being a dickhead. And then I kind of vibe with Logan. I'm like, okay, cool. But then I do the podcast and about 10 minutes away through, I'm like, I kind of want to leave. This is like really, this is really socially challenging. Interesting. Because it was like, we're sort of bouncing off each other, yeah. like aiding each other. You know, we're trying to we're both passionate about YouTube. Yes. So we yeah. want to just like learn and have a great time. That was a, like a, like CNN. That was like, let's, let's catch him on the spot. Let's get him to mm. say he has a girlfriend. Let's get him mm. to talk about sex. Like they wouldn't usually so we can get the <laughs> yeah. clip. And I was like, fuck. Right. But I'm, I'm quite lucky because I think my sort of personality is swapping between very serious and very silly. Right. And that was when I kind of was like, Oh, Oh, I kind of get this now. And then it became really fun. It was about 20 minutes at the start where I was like, this is the hardest situation I've ever been in. This wow. is really weird. Wow. One thing that you said on there um, was you referenced Bo Burnham a lot. And I'm just curious, you know, back to the, the beginning of the conversation around inspiration and, and where you were pulling from, how has Bo Burnham played into like your character on YouTube? Not lots at all. Oh, I only okay. discovered right. him after <laughs> Bo Burnham inside. I was like, oh, this is really good. A bit sad, but really good. Yeah. And then um, I think he's sort of, sort of felt very resonant with him over the past, you know, lots of the points he made during inside. Mm -hmm. um, I really like Can't Handle This. I thought that was, you know, when I've had difficult times, that song's yeah. really been like, but, you know, he's done a lot of things that really speak to me. But yeah, I think especially at that time, Inside, it just came out and I was addicted to the songs and Logan Paul's in a Bo Burnham songs. That yeah, just happened yeah. to be like, ah! yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just quite exciting. Is there anything from Bo Burnham though where you take inspiration when it comes to how he goes about his career? Like working on one big project and releasing it, something that's more, you know, something that can go on Netflix, something like that, as yeah. opposed to falling into a weekly type of cycle on YouTube. Yeah, I think there's two things. I think there's one, Bo Burnham doesn't seem like the type of guy that's stressed about TikTok analytics. He seems like someone right. who just kind of does what he wants to do and is good at it and puts in effort, which I aspire to be. I aspire to be less stressed and more just fucking making things I'm passionate about. Uh, and I think too, yeah, that idea of that you can 
because Inside, I think, felt very YouTube. It felt homemade, which is yeah. a rare thing for Netflix. Yeah. So see, sort of that breakthrough for me was like, I had a few months of being like, I'd love to do something on Netflix. I'd love to. And if the opportunity sort of arose, I would now. But, you know, it's not like striving for it. But I think that was very inspirational of, wow, you can just be really good. It, it was just the, the, the Casey Neistat times a million of, if you just have a phone. Yeah. And I know he had obviously more than a phone, but like, you can do anything. Like, this is great. That for me felt like so well thought out and yeah. so well articulated. Is that something like in your bits? Are you thinking about your comedy in advance? Are you writing down ideas before you start streaming or before you make a YouTube video? Like how how planned are some of those or how much writing are you doing into your comedy? It's, I am... Um... So I'm about to do a live show. So that's yeah. quite a lot more writing. That's been quite a different experience for me. But everything I do is improv on the spot. I think my humor, I think my strength has been very adaptive, very like immediately, you know, saying a joke and seeing if people laugh lots or don't laugh very much and then going, more that, less that. Um, especially streaming has really hardwired that into me because I like lots of pressure, but I really right. like that. So yeah, it's always been improvised. But I think now I've just done a book as well with Wilbur. We're like about to publish that oh, in like cool. October. At first, it was really challenging and quite stressful and has turned really fun once I found it. So I think um, I'm really up for doing more things like that. You know, I love YouTube and I love the internet, but like, you know, like, you know, on YouTube, it's all about showing yourself very authentic and making like a 20 minute video. On Twitter, it's about encapsulating it in a word that everyone won't forget and it's funny. On TikTok, it's about doing it sort of fast and, you know, and then twisting those. Like, what if you do it for long on TikTok? I find that really interesting and fun. Mm. I wanted to ask you about around um, the concept of art. Actually, specifically on Impulsive, you referred to what you do as making art. Yeah. And I'm curious, like, if you could expand on that and what is the art and is everything that's uploaded to YouTube art? Whoa. Okay. Now we're in it. Now Tom. we're in it, Tom. Tom <laughs> I think social media is a video game. Yeah. Uh, that's how I view it, how I make sense of it. I think uh, Bud Burnham's Inside re-release got 5 million views on YouTube, you know? Uh, and I can, you know, I've made like a Minecraft prison video that also got 5 million views. I think his is better than what I do. And I think if it, the, the more easier example is if he posted inside the first one on YouTube, it would be a 10 of 10. It might not get recommended because it was too slow. You know, if, mm. if they posted Squid Game as a, on YouTube, no one would see it because it's, it's in like you wouldn't get recommended because it's a Spanish area. Like when I was in Mexico, I went on my like YouTube, I'm a Nintendo Switch and it was like Spanish Mr. Beast, right? It would only be recommended in South Korea. So I think YouTube is a video game. Um, and I think there are so many things, like I could watch like any video and I think I have like 30 critiques within a minute of like why it's got less views. Mm -hmm. What's the problem? Where's the thumbnail? Which I'm sure you guys do as well. Mm -hmm. And every YouTuber has different critiques. That is sort of less so the making of art because you know, if you like, open your video with five seconds of black silence and then it's perfectly the same video, videos aren't going to get as many views, which is absurd. Right. Because what? Like, you, you need to allow time for things to sit and people need to experience new things, you know? Like, I, I think my worry with the internet and sort of the creator sort of economy is that people don't experiment enough and experience new things. Like, Squid Game, everyone was really into it is a South Korean battle royale. Like, who would have predicted right. we'd all find that fun? And I think you get into this really clear circle of, like, chasing views and not, like, m sort of making... Because it is still art, but it's, like, creative. It's in the same way, you know, Fast and Furious 11 and everything everywhere all at once. One's going to win an Oscar and one's going to make more money. But mm. that's, like, you know... And so I think... Um, I think... It's good. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've also, we, we've been talking a lot I about- I got the seal of approval. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't, bitch. Um, I think- we, um, sorry, We've been talking a lot about everything everywhere all at once. It doesn't matter. Just like how much interpretation you need to watch that film. Like to sit down and like watch it. First of all, make it through the two hours plus. Yeah. But I agree with you. If that's on YouTube- it's going to be a 10 of 10. It's, it's got too it's, slow. It it's, opens with the slow. It, it's like it opens fucking so what? slow and yeah. it doesn't make sense. And Totally. And that art, I think the idea of the massive company that wants to make more money, because what it does, why it's fast, is because yeah. then people watch more things and then they get more money. Controlling how art is made is not inherently good. Um, is, is YouTube is such a loaded question. I'm like... Is what you're making art? I think so. And I, I think acknowledging that it's a video game, but that it can still be artful and still be good. And, you know, 
like I can see a video and know why it gets less views, but that doesn't mean that it's worse. It just means it's going to be in only terms of YouTube view count and monetarily less successful, mm. not in terms of quality. Uh, and quality doesn't reflect view count and subscribers. Some of the best YouTubers I know have less views. The, the, the easiest, most obvious example is question, do McDonald's make the best burgers? I, have, I don't really eat McDonald's burgers. That's a Colin question. Yeah, I would say no. Yeah, right? And the, yeah. probably the local burger place that you know that's really mm-hmm. high quality does. Yeah. What sells more? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, like obviously. And it immediately yeah. like, oh yeah, you know, you could go to a fucking KFC or the local steakhouse that's fucking amazing, really expensive. One of them makes a lot more money, but it's not better. Um, and so for me, what, what I make a big effort to do on all social medias is really understand the video game of it, you know? So really make a conscious effort to con- constantly understand it, you know? Uh, and... So extend it and also sort of push it and experiment with it. But remember, I have these really like fast-paced video intros because I know that's what you need. But then like, and I subtitle it and now I realize because it's quite good for retention and stuff. But also, yeah, I think what I make is art, but it is on YouTube. And if it was on some Netflix, it'd be slower and higher quality and I put more time into it. But, and the, but I still love it. Um, but acknowledging it's this algorithm and I need to make my videos fast-paced. I need to have my face in the thumbnail so people know it's me. And distinguishing the content is art. That's great. And it's so fun. It's funny. And we have a great time. And that's like brilliant. And different things I do are sort of more and less quality. There's like two elements of success. There's quality and there's how many views it's going to get. And they are two different lines. Uh, and they, and sometimes they really do line up really well, you know. But I think rem- like remembering that, really remembering that and not letting an algorithm determine quality because it doesn't if youtube today decided they want everyone to make 13 and a half minute videos everyone would start making 13 and a half minute videos right. and i change the format of my videos to fit that i really pride myself in having this middle ground of really listening to the algorithm really making an effort to have these fast-paced intros have these good thumbnails have this sort of you know constant like fun that cutting the boring bits but still making it high quality and making you know getting people in with what they they think they want and then giving them what they want and having actual moments with me and my friends having a lot of fun and, you know, like not taking it too seriously and it like being good. So I think it's that really delicate middle ground. And sometimes I'll fall too much the wrong way and I'll make something right. that I think is really good. And then, I'll, you know, I did an in public video I was super, super proud of, but it was a bit too slow and a bit too like cringy. And the thumbnail I didn't spend any time on and it didn't get many views. Then other times I go the other way and I look so much at what Mr. Beast Gaming's doing and I did like a one versus 1,000 and titled it a bit similarly and it didn't have as much success. So I think the thing that I remember, which Dream taught me, which really helps me, is remembering the reasons why I'm successful and amplifying those. So, you know, I think it's my funniness, I think it's my editing, and I think it's my, like, dynamics, and I think it is my balls. I think it is, like, the confidence, (laughs) right? Like, the silliness of it. And then going, well, how can I make those more amplified? Tonight I'm going to go to Charlie D'Amelio's party in, in Los Angeles in a stinky-ass fucking <laughs> red top and be a dickhead. I think that's amplifying it quite well. Uh, and, you know, how can I amplify the funniness? What if, what if the entire time I show up looking like a weirdo? Like, I just, yeah. you know, I could do that. And I think, like, remembering, you know, the editing. How do I make it better? Like, we started having, like, more replay mod shots in videos. And I think that was really smooth, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't, didn't see that coming. It didn't um, see coming. You know, That's great. And I think, uh, like, it becomes quite clear as opposed to thinking about it as what everyone else is doing. It right? is challenging, though, to not do what everyone it's else so is doing. Hard. It's super hard. And it because is, you don't know. Yeah, you're just looking at it and you're like, and, and also I think it, YouTube is the platform of comparison. Yeah. I mean, social media sucks. is, but like we are all comparing ourselves to each other. And the basis of it is wanting to be validated for what you're putting out there and for a lot of people also making income. Like there's a business to the right, right type of format. Absolutely. The right type of thumbnail. Yeah. How do you internalize that? Like, does it keep you from being able to innovate? Do you think it keeps the entire platform from being able to innovate? Yeah, I, I think it's a really sort of, I think it's a plague. I think it's a really bad thing going on <laughs> at the moment. Uh, I think what Mr. Beast does is amazing. I think his videos are great. Uh, I really loved the Squid Game. I like everyone else mm-hmm. on the planet. Uh, but I like, you know, um, not all of his videos are for me. And I think the problem has been, what I was saying about amplifying the reasons why you're popular, I think so many, so many individual YouTubers, including myself, um, have seen that Mr. Beast gets the most views and he's amplified why he's popular. But because he just gets on paper the most views, everyone else has tried to be more like Mr. Mm. Beast. I, I bet if you could see the search result of $10,000 in a YouTube title, it's gone up fucking by so much. 
and he's like started trends and you can put your own spin on them and that's like cool as fuck. But like, I'm so ex- exhausted by these sort of hyper real thumbnails and these sort of like, you know, money in the title, money being the prompt of everything that I think it is really, you know, it's, it's almost forced Mr. Beast to keep progressing himself because everyone else is sort of caught up, caught up with him. And I think it isn't, good for creativity and that because it's this echo chamber of no one's out living their own life and making art about it instead they're seeing what someone else who's found out four years ago giving money to twitch streamers makes views and amplified that is doing on paper gets the most views and now everyone else has started doing that and i think it's bad for creativity i think it's really mm. like not good and i don't think what mr beast is doing is bad but i think people should really have you know have confidence and look at themselves because especially if you're a big youtuber you're good at, like you're really good you know and how can you make that better and amplify that and like be great um i think this sort of current climate you know but also people sort of like missing the like the point like the reason mr beast does these massive thumbnails of him hanging off a cliff like that and looking up no one thinks he's hanging off of a fucking cliff right. but it's because he's hyper real you know yeah. it's like mm-hmm. like you know something insane is going to happen and that demonstrates the most hyperbole version of that yeah and then him pulling a face and like you know that isn't real and you know the squid game screenshot isn't actually what happened but you, you can see that that is like, I learned this from Dream, apologies Dream for telling everyone, but like you can see that that is like hyper real and not that. But then so many people do this hyper real effect of like that plan and it's like, it's not, it's not what you're meaning to do and I feel like people misinterpret it because of his success. And so, you know, I think the person I've been most proud of, most changed my perception of YouTube recently has been, obviously been Ryan Trahan uh, and you guys, yeah. and like everyone else <laughs> because he is like really looked in his soul and gone, what am I good at as a person? What am I really, you know, good at? What, 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 how can I connect with people in my way by mm-hmm. using this super, re- you know, being awkward in like the editing style of keeping it in, having these super simplistic, brilliant thumbnails of like using my font and like owning my style and being confident with it, you know, and not trying to be Mr. Beast while still taking elements of this other trend that is great and wonderful, you know, of like this sort of like clear, I think what Mr. Beast has done is like really, formatted the like classic cinema story to be Mm -hmm. um like obvious like but the biggest thing that they do on youtube again because it's a video game is rather than having what most movies do is a really long slow resolution if avengers endgame was on fucking youtube they would have cut the incredibly emotional uh, um, funeral scene because it wouldn't have been good for retention and that is fucking stupid to say (laughs) um so i think just remembering that being acknowledging of that and then still figuring out your your own way to make mm-hmm. art is really, really good. And I, I worry about this sort of current Mr. Beast climate because it's getting exhausting. But, you know, with every sort of culture comes a counterculture. And Ryan, you know, and I'd, I'd like to think I've played a part in that of like being really yourself, like unapologetically yourself. Um, so, you know, and but still acknowledging these new things that we know about YouTube. Because if we know these things about YouTube now, we would have been doing them five years ago, right. but we don't. And, and like everything on the internet is accidental. You know, like Mr. Beast just thought, I'll give money to streamers, why not? And then did it. Then it worked. And yeah, and then yeah. went, oh. And then it is the talent of going, oh, I've done that accident. How do I expand on that? Which he just, you know, perfectly. Um, and so with, like my first vlog, I was like, oh, that would be fun. Um, and I think experimenting more while also um, like being yourself. Because yeah. everyone is different and everyone is themselves in a different way. And quite frankly, everyone can make it work for YouTube because it is a video game. I think it's really important. And I, I really worry about this current... Well, I don't really worry about it. I just think it's bullshit. It? <laughs> yeah, I, I think because uh, I'm seeing this a lot now that people think like YouTube is yeah, stale you and, and the Mr. Yeah. Beastification of YouTube is a problem. And I assume that a lot of the people who have these thoughts are passionate about it because they fell victim to it themselves of totally. yeah us yeah. as well yeah. of like you know trying to skew too much towards what he was doing and i think you bring up you know when there's I like a, named my actual example yeah, you bring yeah, up that really. like you know with it being the culture right now there's going to be a counterculture and i would argue that like there's been a counterculture but it's just not what people have um elevated to the top of the creator economy Mm. discussion, you know, that there have been creators that, you know, have uploaded like 45 minute hiking montages of themselves, like Craig Adams, right? Mm -hmm. Someone who will upload an hour and a half of himself just hiking the Alps solo, like really slow shots. Yeah. And not like, was that like a big video? 
I mean, they do really they well. They do really well. A yeah. views. I yeah. guess the difference is, is like, is the amount of viewership. You kind of yeah. have to bucket yeah. the people who are looking to make YouTube a business in I mean, the 50 and 60 millions of views. Yeah, because I... Like, great, but is my mate's little sister going to watch them? Because she watches Mr. Beast. And I think that's what the counterculture is, almost this thing that is, like, almost as big as that. And I think that is... Because I think you're right that people have been doing that, but yeah. I think Ryan is making that sort of mainstream. In the same way, you know, like, Jaws made horror films suddenly mainstream because they did it in a way that was really, like, yeah. understandable. Yeah. I think that is going to be the process in the next year, which I think is good. And I'm yeah. like, yeah. you know... I wonder like, what's next after you know, Ryan and you, and, like, what's even further yeah. away from what Mr. Beast is I mean, doing. I actually think, though, it's not further, it's just cyclical. Because, like, again, when we're... Cyclical, when, but with new knowledge, With right? new knowledge, yeah. 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 Because when we first started watching YouTube, it was people speaking straight into their webcams. Yeah. It was super raw, right? It was people speaking into their webcams, talking about what they were doing, and, again, sometimes vlogging. There are days where they had nothing really going on, and people were fascinated by seeing something that was real. I actually found Emma Chamberlain because of your lots of videos. I'd never watched her before, and then I started. She <laughs> looks so like, oh, oh. I'm, I'm surprised. I can't never believe we introduced her. someone to Emma Chamberlain. That's right. That's yeah, but, sure. yeah, so I started watching. I was like, oh, that's quite good. I like this. Do you, um, like, do you like Emma's videos? Yeah, I really like her. I really would like to be, there's two people I really, really would like to be pals with, and that's Emma Chamberlain and Charlie D'Amelio, because it's like they've, both been 17 and had popularity mm. and had that in their brain. So I'm like, fuck, we can have a bloody good chat. And like, actually like, I feel like it's quite rare yeah. scenario to have been like exactly in. Um, is that, does that concern you at all? What, sorry? Just the popularity you have at this age. Like, is that something that's on your mind? I'm really lucky. It used to be when I was outside about 80% of what's on my mind. Now it's like, Three percent of what's on my mind. I like barely, uh, you know. I, I am really sort of fortunate for it now, um, but it took a, a long while of like working out how I'm going to view this in a positive light, and if it is positive, what I've got there. So I'm very. Are yeah. there any like negative downsides to it that you found? Um, I think you just got to be careful of like the people you're with because you know you can accidentally put other people in the public eye and that is not mm -hmm. what everyone wants. So you just have to sort of be considerate about different factors. You wouldn't usually be. Yeah, I found it really interesting. There's like, especially the people in the SMP have this kind of Beatles-esque fandom yeah. around them. I'm right? very excited for VidCon. That's going to be weird. Yeah, it is. And will that be VidCon and your live show? Or is that kind of My like- first. Those are your first like in-person fan a to moments. A total wipeout video. And there were like 12 people waiting who like knew that we were going Because I've met like those people who know me yeah. in England, but most of them are like, have seen me in a Sidemen video. That's it. But- um. Yeah, I met 12 people who like knew that we were there, so waited like the whole day. And I saw them and they screamed like they were 2,000 people. And it was so like, <laughs> I, I could feel like it's yeah. been a hard day. <laughs> I, could feel like, I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. But what the fuck? Yeah. So I think I'm, uh, I'm going to get a massive ego and be terrible after VidCon. Yeah, I can, yeah. I can feel that from you. I mean, a, VidCon, yes. a, lot of, a lot of you are on a panel together, right? Yeah, just yeah. all just jerking each other off. Yeah. It's going to be awful, yeah. <laughs> I, I would like to come to that. <laughs> What's the difference between uh, Tommy Innit and Tom Simons? Is there a difference? The channels? The personality? Oh, cool. The, yeah. It's weird. In my head now, it's like Tommy Innit, the internet, and I'm just like, Tom. That's like me. Okay, like, you're Tom. You're Tom, not Simons Tom Simons now is my vlog channel. Okay, so now there's there. three. So, so paint me the picture of Tommy Innit, Tom Simons, Tom. <laughs> I am a robot. <laughs> um, yeah, so Tommy, um, Tom, oh, like just me. I'm just a fucking person. Uh, and then I think these are sort of just different like versions of it. Uh, I think Tom Simons is slightly more sort of real and exposing than Tommy in it. And I sort of make sort of more candid things like about, you know, you know, relationships, not like mm -hmm. girlfriends, but like, you know, like with be, being with friends and like sort of opening that slightly wider lens. I wouldn't usually, but having it sort of very contained and, you know, allowing things to be a bit more like about life and stuff. And Tommy in it is sort of more of a, more of like an extreme version of my humor and personality and just like made to be silly and ridiculous. And like, you know, I think those would be, I think I'm going to have slightly more of a, a Tom-esque uh, place on the internet soon, mm. which would be weird because I'll have to, for me, I won't. I, um, but, you know, like a place to talk a bit more seriously about yeah. stuff, you know, because I have 
quite a lot of views about YouTube um, and views on YouTube. <laughs> but like a lot of views, are <laughs> I am so depressed. But a lot of views like are like about different things. Um, so I think like allowing that to have like a, like a place to like express it um, sort of creatively. Yeah, uh, different would, things about YouTube specifically. Oh, YouTube and shit. They're like just a place for me to talk about it. Like I don't yeah. have that slightly more serious outlet yeah. because I don't have that currently. And this is sort of interviews have been that, which which I love. But yeah. I think I'd like to have a bit more of my own control of that and have a bit of a uh, that be sort of a part of my image to people. Like have a slightly more serious side because currently, especially the past few years, has been very uh, in the shadows. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I was actually really surprised to hear that you read our newsletter. Yeah, press. I thought that was really cool that you said that. But I, I guess now after speaking to you for so long, it makes sense. You're like truly a student of this platform, but also yeah. just a member of the community that cares about it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, how do you view like this next chapter of YouTube evolving from uh, not just from the content that's posted on YouTube, but from the things that people who are creating YouTube videos, like what they will do? Like you, you mentioned earlier in the interview that you have you want to maybe try acting. Yeah, you want to, you know, and that's something that we do in the newsletter. We cover these stories of people who are using YouTube or using social to go do, you know, other things. Mm. Do you I think mean, that is like the natural progression of, you know, like Justin Bieber was discovered on YouTube, Sean Mendez was discovered on Vine. Like, is this, yeah, is this the modern version of just everyone in entertainment will have come from YouTube? I mean, like the great thing about social media is everyone gets discovered for like their stuff, and that's like fucking cool. Um, I think the thing that happens, and this will be cyclical, as you said, is, you know, we all know now from all the past YouTubers that did it, and very, you know, very few of them made it through other than like Joji, right, mm-hmm. when you quit, you know, if you want to go do other stuff, don't stop doing YouTube because this yeah. is your core fan base. This is like where people are, this is what people signed up for. Don't stop doing this. And I think we're going to sort of end up, as people do, trying new things and different things might be more successful than them, might be less successful than them. But like naturally that progression of doing different things. But we, the main lesson, of course, there's lots of others from all the other people that have tried it were don't stop doing YouTube mm. as well as this. Like don't quit unless you hate it. And, you know, unless it doesn't align with your personal goals. Um, so I think, think yeah. that's, do you think that's why KSI is having success in music? Yeah. A hundred percent because he didn't quit. Like he's still as relevant, if not bigger on, um, same with like Wilbur and Lovejoy. Yeah. Like, um, he has a massively successful band, um, because he still, you know, and that fan base becomes the same. And that's, you know, the KSI fan base still watches his stuff, but he's still as present as he's ever been, if not like more. Right. Um, so I think that's the biggest lesson we've learned, but I reckon in five years time when we've all done different stuff, you know, I've, I've uh, told the entire world and have eight books, like, uh, you know, there's all these new people that are coming in and doing stuff that will have learned a lot of lessons from like what we've done wrong. And I think, you know, in, provided it, I know everyone always, whenever you talk about YouTube, it's like, it could go next year. Like, probably not going to visit. Yeah. Like um, in 20 years time, when everyone's looking at YouTubers, like if we knew what they know in 20 years time, we'd be doing it now already. No, yeah. no, that, that answered the question. Cool. I, yeah. I think in general, creators will end up looking more like KSI down the road where it's, you going into live shows or whatever it is, yeah, they will have that other thing that they want to explore, but they will retain some sort of low lift format on YouTube. Like KSI, he it's just, loyalty, reacts, he just reacts to his Reddit to show his audience that he's there, and and they're good videos for the community. Like it makes them laugh, right? Like yeah. it delivers on the same value, totally. But he can manage those while he performs at the Brit Awards. Yeah, I think it's like exactly that. I think it will be very sort of similar to KSI maybe like less and more sort of delicate stuff. So I think like one of the things that is and less so with comedy, but with like everything else is like, like effort is that, you know, like you make a big video like Swig Game and then you publish that and that's like sick. You don't have to post one, you know, daily like you used to. Um, so I think, you know, seeing, you know, I think there might be people that post like less and then do other stuff, but still posting and still just showing that loyalty in what you're posting. As long as, you still enjoy it is going to be really important is the biggest lesson have you thought about your output like do you how much output you want to have as you go into writing books and doing live shows and doing yeah. other things like how much comedy how much content you want to be putting out yeah i think i always want to do like a, a good amount i sort of there's yeah. a loyalty i love it i think making an effort, no, keeping trying. You know, I think a lot of people stop trying for a bit. And I know I've had little points where I've stopped trying that lasted a few weeks. But like keeping trying and keeping like making is really, 
yeah, I, I, I yeah. sort of keep wanting to do that because I, I love it. But for me as well, I'm much less about that like massive idea of success and more about like keeping in touch with myself and touching myself and being like happy. <laughs> um, so like I know, you know, like what are my goals and that'll change over time. And that like, yeah. Yeah, so you know, if in 15 years I don't want to make YouTube videos, like I won't. That's in 15 years. Who fucking like? I didn't even know yeah, what I was yeah, gonna yeah. do two years ago. <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah. where I am now, so I can't. Two years ago, you were you know playing piano, and I don't actually I have no idea what you're doing. I don't know why I assumed. Two that years I ago, I would have been playing piano. Two years ago, I would have been fucking in COVID with 110k daily uploading because Ludwig was not really knowing what I was doing, getting sad because I've been daily uploading for two months and <laughs> thought that was the only way to be successful. Right. Like, you know, and I think that is, um, I don't think the internet's ever changing. The weirdest thing I think about is how two years ago there wasn't a TikTok that everyone mm. was on all the time. That's quite, that's like one of the first things I've been like, I, I can remember what it was like before TikTok. Mm. Like, that's the first thing I've been able to go like, oh right. shit. Yeah. Because you can't, I saw, <laughs> I mean, I saw no, a headline I, yeah. on uh, Twitter today uh, from 20 years ago that said, internet, a passing fad. Yeah, that, like it said, like people losing interest at high rates. Yeah, right. right. Fucking hell. It was like twenty years ago. Like you can't even imagine now. Yeah, right. Something I, like that. I, I really wonder what the next TikTok things will be. My, my, I think my current way I've always thought about how brands think about it is it's like right now we are not on a screen, so we're not looking at ads, so no one's making money. And I feel like the the big brands view that as a problem to solve. Oh, interesting. Like, you know, like. Hmm. If I had an Apple Watch, I'd be looking at that and there might be a little advert and then it's like that. And I, I think because the idea of TikTok, the way they came about it was when you're having a shit or you're a bit bored for a few minutes, you're not looking at anything. And now that problem's solved because when you're having a shit, you're on TikTok. When you're like bored waiting, you're on TikTok. And I think the, the way to sort of predict where it's going to go, unless there's a huge sort of cultural reset, like speaking to Jack Septicai, his prediction is that in like five years, it's going to be like uncool to go on your phone. Like you're going to look weak because everyone is at the moment. Like everyone mm. is. Um, and unless there's sort of that, which there might be, there might not be. Um, I think the problem is going to be solving why aren't we looking at adverts right now? Because no one's making money. Wow. I think. That's a good, I, that's, uh, that was my, after thinking about it for a few hours, I was like, yeah. I think it's interesting to predict the future through the lens of the problem of capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> that's a really interesting that, way to yeah. predict the future. I mean, me and my dad spent yeah. loads of time just talking about cool. where uh, tech's going to go because yeah. we're really interested in it. Like, it's, our tradition is watching the Apple keynote and being like, ah. Right. So yeah. uh, I was there when AirPods came out. Right, so, right. Yeah, like, yeah. As someone that you know, reads the published press, watches our channel, do you have any advice for us of what we could do better? I think just looking at what you do and then sort of expanding the aspects of it. I think there's, um, I think the amount of people in the entire world at the moment that want to be YouTubers and learn about it is um, the highest it's ever been. So I think, um, you know, I think there's ways, you know, in the way that the full story of Mr. Beast got tons of views because it's high scope, uh, to utilize that more, I think that you'll, figure out naturally i think there is still a massive audience that you guys will hit that will be sick um but i think figuring out different ways of making them and being sort of experimental with them as well as keeping the sort of loyalty of what you're doing now you know so keeping doing these formats and keeping having chats about youtube but like seeing does a documentary get more views and looking <clears> at because thumbnails are all about the most people that can understand it and like sort of trying different things and then being like not being afraid because you've been doing it for 10 years and not everyone's going to disappear if you have one thumbnail that you do differently and like try it every so mm -hmm. often i think the important of risk healthy risk and experimenting is something on youtube no one does enough of um so i think sort of trying that and then going oh shit i think you'll definitely hit something that in the same way that I started watching you from the full story of Carl, which is not like your other videos. Right. And now I watch all your videos. I think that is um, something you could sort of experiment more of. Do you have any advice for me? I always ask every, this is the thing I ask everyone. Do you have advice I, for me? What you said earlier I, about channeling energy into your videos, I yeah. almost got on my phone and wrote right. down. I'm like, holy shit. I, I actually, I think I said this to you on when we were chatting on discord, but I, after watching you on impulsive and now after spending two hours with you, I actually do, personally maybe selfishly want a channel or a space where you are tom like i think you have very unique perspective on all of this and i think like the 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 speed at which this all happened for you like the accelerated growth and the vantage point you have on it i think is a really important thing for the same reason you just said there's loads of people who want to become youtubers 
I think you can help them understand what that even means. What does that mean yeah. to be, you know, to do this career? This career is very confusing to people. Like, and then you get into it and I don't know if you experienced this, but maybe you hit a point where you, you achieved the goal that you wanted to achieve and you're like, well, am I happy? Yeah. Is this it? You know? And I think that's well, going to be yeah. confusing to a lot of young people. I, I, when you mentioned wanting to have a conversation with Charlie D'Amelio and Emma Chamberlain about what it's like to be, yeah. you know, have this type of popularity at the age of 17 or 18, I think what an amazing conversation or video you could make yes. with them that you're uniquely in that position to, to make, to start yeah. that type mm -hmm. of conversation. Very interesting. Yeah. I think telling those stories about like, what, what is this story, yeah. actually like? Yeah, I think I'll, I'll do you that know. after my show. That's like, yeah, I'll start my little Tom channel. Yeah. Talk over Minecraft gameplay. I'm just disappointed you're not wearing the, the shirt, to be honest. I was going to, yeah. but I thought, I don't know. You know what? Oh, I could have done. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel like there was, was a clear choice this morning. I could or I could. Saving it for VidCon, to be honest with you. I was like, but. Cool. Tommy, we'll see you in. Uh, cool. I, I fully, every time I come to LA, if it's okay with you, I'll book an extra day so we can have another chat. This is that so be, yeah, That would be, be amazing. Great. This is great. That would be amazing. I would do this every time. Talk amazing. About yeah. stuff. It's great. And we're going to come to your side of town this year. We're cool. going to spend a day with you. We'll do a documentary. That, was, that sounds great. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Amazing. Tommy. Thank Great. You. Thanks. Thanks, guys.